distant future, the distant future. It is the distant future, the year 2000. We are robots. The world is very different ever since the robotic uprising of the mid-90s. There is no more unhappiness. Affirmative. We no longer say yes. Instead, we say affirmative. Yes, affirmative. Finally, robotic beings rule the world. The humans are dead. Hello, and welcome to the Quarter to Three podcast for May something. It's uh, <laughs> May, I think it's 15th, 16th. It's around the middle of May. Uh, I'm your host, Jason McMaster, and uh, my game of the week is not Candy Crush Saga. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Lux Deluxe. <laughs> my name is Vicky, and my game of the week is not Fez. Oh, don't <laughs> let Phil Fish here. Oh, poor Fez. <laughs> um, but, you know... We're going to have plenty of games to talk about this week because this is our Tom Free special, games that we're excited about for 2013. See, Tom, uh, Tom never gets excited about anything because it's not hip to be excited. <laughs> so, we've uh, kicked him off the podcast for tonight, and we're going to talk about the things that we think are interesting coming up this year. Um, so... What do you guys uh, think, Nick? How are how are you feeling so far about what we've seen in 2013, and how do you feel the year might end? Yeah, I think 2013 so far has been actually uh, pretty surprising as far as how much stuff has come out. I, I yeah. really expected 2013 to be slow because of the whole uh, console turnover that we've got coming up. Yeah, um, but. But it's actually been a pretty full schedule, and I'm pretty excited about the stuff that's coming up. We've, we've got a lot of stuff that's you know going to be out for uh, even the you know old systems as they would call them, and then uh, we've got the stuff coming out for the new systems. It, it, it looks really full. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you feel, Vicky? What have you thought of 2013 so far? To be quite honest with you guys, I don't really pay attention to <laughs> what's come out recently. I just kind of play on my own schedule, so sure. I'm afraid I don't know what to tell you. Well, you have Tomb Raider for this year. Yeah, that's that's one, I suppose, and I really enjoy that game. But other than that, I'm not really hooked on to the news of, of games, sorry. Oh, man. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm kind of in between, and Nick is all about the news, so I think we got it covered from every angle. Um but uh, there have been some pretty interesting games that have come out so far this year. Uh, the new um, uh, Dead Island is a, is pretty cool. Um, we've had actually a lot of games this year, and I, I'm going to agree with uh, Nick to a certain extent that it's uh, it's been a really exciting 2013. Uh, and I think part of that has to do with a lot of game companies now... Uh, I've noticed are starting to space their uh, AAA game title releases so that we're not all crammed into, say, for instance, September, October, November, December. Um, and I think that's actually done a lot of good for certain games, too. There's, uh, there's only so much the general gaming populace can take in one three- or four-month span uh, without some casualties. So... Uh. Yeah. It, it used to be so awful. You'd get, yeah. you, you would get every major game coming out in that 
you know, three month time period. Oh yeah, uh, and it, and it was it was terrible because especially if they were multiplayer uh, uh, heavy games, you know, they've only got a limited shelf life. And, well, oh uh, you've yeah, got to get in. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's something that I guess uh, is a huge issue or, or a huge point to bring up that you know anything that has a multiplayer content might as well just not launch when a call of duty launches and <laughs> it's been you know multiple years uh that it's you know or multiple years probably <laughs> all going on maybe even a decade at this point that it's been just a a powerhouse of uh multiplayer content and um yeah it's it, it's such a it's such a refreshing thing to have uh, the content spread out, um, but yes, we've had a really strong 2013, uh, and it looks like we're going to have an even stronger one as we go. Um, but uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Vicky, would you like to start us out uh, with your what's your most uh, or how, how about this your second most uh, looked forward to game in 2013? Well, I did a bit of research, because as you know, I'm not really into the whole news thing. And I found two games that are supposed to come out, but they didn't really say when they're coming out. So it might be 2013, might be 2014. Okay. Uh, the first one I found was called Son of Nor. It was, it's being made by Still Live Studios, which is based in Austria. And this mm -hmm. is their first game that they're making. So the platform it's going to be on. Well, it has a PC, Mac, and Linux, although I don't know anybody who uses Linux. Do you guys use Linux? Because I really I, don't. I mean, at work, but that's not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a gaming platform, is it? <laughs> not not really, but Valve's been trying to make a lot of inroads on it, uh, but there's there's some reasons people think that's going on. Well, anyway, so the genre of this uh, Son of Nor game, it's, uh, it's a third-person action-adventure. And basically, the story of the game goes is that you live in a desert oasis along with the last of the human race. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to use the game environment along with your mage magic spells to help protect the rest of the humans against these evil lizard-like creatures. So you can literally pull rocks out of cliffs and launch them or shape the sand dunes to like block the, the evil lizards, or or plunge them into like a, a what do you call it? a rut. So <laughs> I think that's pretty cool that you can actually use the environment around you. I mean, do you guys know of any games that also do that? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, there was a few games that that you've used the environment that's come out in a few years, but this actually looks pretty fascinating. It's a uh, currently in a Kickstarter. Um, yeah, and they are a little under halfway to their goal, but they have two weeks left. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, is this this is is this a multiplayer game? Yeah, you could play single player, or you could play multi pardon me multiplayer up to four people. Oh, that's neat. And um, the adventure part comes in. I'm almost finished. I'm sorry. No, no it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all right now. Go ahead. All right, well, the adventure part comes in is when you uh, discover ancient temples, which are filled with puzzles, and you have to use your magic to solve the puzzles. And once you do that, you're able to gain more powers. So, Vicky, uh, the Son of Nor, it, uh, it sounds fascinating, but I I'm looking at the Kickstarter for it, and there is a lot of talk on here about a brain-computer interface. Oh, yeah? I actually haven't looked at that much into it, but... That sounds pretty cool. 
yeah, brain they, interface. Yeah, so you, I, emotive <laughs> brain computer interface. This collaboration allows us to add full support of the EPOC mind reader in Son right. of Noel. Yeah, and then there's like in the Kickstarter, there's tiers. Apparently, if you donate three hundred dollars to the tier, you know, fund it. Yeah, you get this crazy looking mind control helmet. That is so awesome. <laughs> I wonder if it actually works though. I, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, the game is also also on the the Steam green light, so you guys should go and vote for that game if you want want to actually see it on Steam. I'm completely fascinated by this now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious. It looks like it's just like a brainwave uh, scanner. I, I think they did that once back in Nintendo days, but it didn't really work out too well. I don't quite remember what the name of it was, but there's, I think it had something to do with Star Wars. There's been a few uh, games that, that, that kind of, uh, I guess, ch- uh, check for different changes in like heartbeat and blood pressure and stuff like that. Um but uh, I don't know. I, I think I actually have heard of this thing from a while back. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty interesting. That was, that was a pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good note there, Nick. Uh, Unleash the full yeah. power of your brain by casting magic with your thoughts. That does. Yeah, I wonder if you can still play the game if you don't have this uh, this helmet. Oh, I, I think you're going to be able to play the game without the helmet. Okay, either, either that so. or, or there's a company that's about to go out of business. Oh yeah, yeah. three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it Ouch. looks like there's a there's a fifteen dollar funding option where you just get a digital edition of the game. Right. So I'm assuming you can use normal controls. You just slam your face into the keyboard and yeah. see what happens. That's <laughs> the normal. You write Twilight. Yeah, but why would you want to? You can get this. You cool make tons helmet. of money off that crap. Like, come on. Yeah. You know how rich she is for writing that stupid thing. What Twilight? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a, a face roll of a novel. Um, <laughs> what, you read it? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not, actually. It's nothing against, uh, I guess, the genre. I just I kind of saw the trailer for the movie and was like, if it's like this, I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick, what do you have as a runner-up for the most anticipated game of the year for you? Well, gosh, I, I don't have anything that comes with a mind control well, helmet. Not everybody can have a mind control helmet. I mean, that's just not fair. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, Ubisoft's Watch Dogs. Me too. Uh, I, it looks, it, you know, it, it just looks like the kind of game that I could probably get into. It's open world. It's got like a weird hacking sort of storyline going on. Mm. Um, I, I think Ubisoft's so far at least has done a decent job with their you know kind of melding the little weird uh conspiracy theory stories with uh their action gameplay yeah um uh, yeah it just looks like a, a you know it looks like a sharp game looks like something i'm really gonna enjoy so that's uh that's yeah i'm really interested in watchdogs as well um that's uh yeah ubisoft manages somehow to to really know what they're doing with weird conspiracy stuff. Because, um, I mean, you know, the Assassin's Creed games, all that jazz, are they're pretty well uh, produced. So I am excited about Watch Dogs. Um, I guess for me, uh, the number uh, two, or not number two, but like the, the most 
exciting prospect, specifically for the nearest future, is The Last of Us. By, uh, you know, the people who do uh, Naughty Dog, the people who did Uncharted. And um, The Last of Us uh, is a survival, like a post-apocalyptic survival game where you have to, it looks like, care for a child. I'm not 100% sure the story just because I, I try to avoid a lot of that stuff until I play a game. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, survival elements. And it, it looks like they're, it looks like, you know, Nathan Drake after the fall. So, uh, <laughs> and, and that intrigues me. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about The Last of Us. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a cool game. Now, is that the game that they designed, I guess, the girl on Ellen Page, but then changed her because that other game is coming out with Ellen Page? I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting question, though. Uh, is that what happened there? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought there was something about that. Because there's another game, right, with, with Ellen Page, like, very much in the starring role. It's, like, made by the same folks that did the uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, okay. It, oh, God, what is their name? That's a that's a pretty interesting game studio as well. Um I forgot they were working on something new. It takes them forever to produce a game, though. Um, yeah, yeah, and definitely, yeah. You're right. If if there's a uh, if there's a studio that kind of uh, marches to their own drummer, uh, uh, it's uh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, Beyond. it's Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. Um, but the uh, yeah, and, and she does bear a striking resemblance to Ellen Ellen Page, and uh, it's yeah. I'm sure they were trying to differentiate what they're doing uh you know from uh from the other game so yeah absolutely um yeah all right well let's uh let's move back to vicky what do you how do you <laughs> feel about yeah. or what's your most interesting game coming up in 2013 uh that's not a good question for me <laughs> uh, no I have another game that's coming out, but as I said, I'm not really into news. So, do you want me to read or tell you guys about a, a different game? <laughs> yes. Okay. Do, well, does it have a helmet? No, unfortunately, it's oh. a 2D platformer. Oh. Sorry, Blah. I gave you the best at <laughs> the beginning. Come on. Oh. Well, the game's name is is Tesla Grad, I believe it's how you pronounce it. And as I said, it's a 2D platformer where your character has the ability to control magnetism. <clears throat> That's cool. And apparently the game is really story-driven, but there is no text or dialogue in the game. So uh, <laughs> it's all going to be visuals. That sounds like a lot of fun. So it's going to be released on PC, Mac, and again, Linux, even though nobody uses Linux. <laughs> well, not for gaming, at least. It's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, some do, but those people we, are the ones we refer to as the, the lifers. The hardcore Lifers? ones. Yeah. The Linux, <laughs> Linux for life. Okay. <laughs> so the basic idea is pretty simple. You're this young guy who suddenly discovers he has these powers. <clears throat> and that somehow puts them into this ancient conflict between two uh, groups of people who have the same abilities as him. And he has to figure out how to get out of uh, this gigantic tower. So, Yeah. So there's no set release date, so it might be in 2013 or it might be some other dates. 
and they are on Steam Greenlight. So you can go and vote for them if you actually want to see the game on Steam. If you don't, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> At all. If you're not interested in magnets, then uh, yeah, just don't. And then why do you even get up in the morning? Um. <laughs> are you trying to say that you get up in the morning because you like magnets? That's one of many reasons. Wow, okay. I really like magnets. Magnets. <laughs> That's right. This was brought to you by the Magnet Council. Um, There's such a thing? I don't. I actually, I don't know. Uh, there I, should be. I hope there, there is. I mean, I feel that magnets are underrepresented. Um, <laughs> uh, are there any other councils that we should know about? Uh, I'm sure there's quite a few councils you don't like want to know about. Like umbrellas and, and beans. I don't know. Mirrors. The mirror anyway, council. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Nick, what's your most uh looked forward to game for this coming uh season? Well, I am uh an ARPG addict, so Grim Dawn would be my next pick. I've been looking forward to Grim Dawn for a while too. I I contributed to them before the Kickstarter, so they owe me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I was in early. I was in early myself. Um, And so this is by Iron Lore, uh, or they're now called Crate. Uh, They were Iron Lord when they did the Titan Quest. Um, And apparently, uh, Alpha codes have already gone out to the Alpha backers. Oh, they better be. Now, I better be getting one. (laughs) Okay, but what is this game about? Like, how do you play? What's it about? Uh, so it is apparently, uh, well, it, it, if it keeps, uh, to the same tradition as Titan quest, um, and from everything that, uh, I've seen on their Kickstarter and everything else that they've, uh, got for their own game page, uh, it's going to be very, uh, Diablo click heavy role playing loot fest, you know, (laughs) level up and grind, 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 grind. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, Which Titan I, Quest was an excellent yeah, game, though. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for these games. I'm a absolute sucker for this type of game, and I thought Titan Quest was one of the better ones. Yes, Titan's Quest uh, is an exceptional game, spe- specifically with its add-on. Um, and yeah, the first time I heard about these guys doing this, uh, well before the Kickstarter page, uh, I I was kind of drawn in by the concept. It, it's real post-apocalyptic, right? If I remember correctly, or it's or not maybe not post-apocalyptic, but it's very uh, I don't know. It's it seems kind of like the opposite of Titan Quest, just because Titan Quest was all it was such an attractive game. It was all like uh, very crisp and light, and you know all the different legends and stuff going on there. And this one just looks like it could have been written by uh, the guy that wrote The Road, uh, whatever. Yeah. Drawn a complete blank. <laughs> the Cormac McCarthy. Yes, yes, a Cormac McCarthy based uh, ARPG. Yeah, it 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 definitely looks uh, you know grim. Yes, it, <laughs> the, it definitely the earns <laughs> it earns its name. It, it from the screenshots and the 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 footage that I've seen so far, it uh, it does look darker, grimmer, and just kind of grittier. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I am looking forward to it as well. And I guess for me, the number one looked forward to game, which is really awkward. That's why I keep saying it and it amuses me. 
is uh, <laughs> is the South Park the Stick of Truth. Um, There's a South Park game coming out? Oh, yes, big time. I wonder if it's going to be vulgar. Hmm. Oh, uh, probably not. No? Uh, no. No. Of course not. Not South Park. Uh, but it's, uh, Is it 3D? <laughs> I wish. No, that would kind of lose the appeal. That would kill it. And they did that on the 64 anyway. Um, no, South Park, The Stick of Truth, is mostly written by uh, Trey and Matt from the show. And it's voice acted. And it's a giant RPG uh, being developed by Obsidian, the people that brought us, you know, Fallout New Vegas uh, and every every Bioware sequel ever. Um, so, if you're into role-playing games and South Park, uh, then I, I, I don't see how you can lose with this combination. It just looks like a really cool um, use of the license for once, which uh, is astounding. So you really think it's going to live up to its uh, its TV show? I hope so. I hope mm. so. Um, but yeah, um, that that's my big pick. You, you guys have any runners up or any one offs you want to mention? Uh, there's you know there's a few other really interesting things coming out. Um, Pikmin three for the fans of the Wii U. Wii U. All um, all eight of them. All eight of them. Me and Tom, and then six other guys, <laughs> and then there's a. Uh, Saints Row 4, which I'm looking forward to quite a bit, but uh, that's just because, hey, how can you not love Saints Row? I guess there's a lot of ways. Never mind that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it looks to be a really cool season, and of course a lot of it's still up in the air because we're not really sure what's going to shake out with the new consoles, and we're not uh, at this point, and we're not sure what has yet to be announced though uh, it's probably a little late in the game to announce a game for this year. Mm. Um, and, of course, I guess I should mention, since Tom isn't here, uh, Payday the Heist 2, and um, God, what was the other one that I, th- I feel that Tom would probably feel hurt if I didn't mention? There's the Heist. Uh, Disney Infinity. Oh, specifically Infinity. I think. Yeah, he, he loved that. Oh, yeah. No, he's a huge he likes fan. Disney Infinity? Uh, yeah, no, Tom... <laughs> Tom's going to have a heart attack Um, (laughs) if there's anything Tom would love it's collecting a bunch of little figurines and playing some kind of uh, adventure game with them I I know that's in his heart oh yeah no he's a huge (laughs) fan Um, okay finally sorry Lost Planet 3 god sorry Tom Tom would have been so upset if I'd forgotten it Oh, he loved to, didn't he? Oh yeah, he uh, he played a lot of it, and he made me play a lot of it with him at points. Uh, but you know, you know how that running joke about hey McMaster gets to do all the terrible things—that's because of Lost Planet. I I, I guarantee you, because I was the one that always had to load the cannon. I always had to like take <laughs> like remove all the pressure and stuff so the vehicle doesn't explode i'm the one that always has to do all the crap work in lost planet while tom's like yay and firing a gun <laughs> and spinning around in his like armor but anyway so that's uh that's the quarter to three most anticipated titles of 2013 part one of seven i'm just kidding was... of seven no of course there's not seven <laughs> okay that you know of and um all right so let's move on i suppose to games of the week 
What do you, uh, Nick, what do you have for us for your game of the week? Wow, I, this is almost heartbreaking. I was replaying Sanctum mm. because Sanctum 2 launched today. Right. Uh, so Sanctum, for those that didn't play it, it's a, it's sort of a futuristic tower defense um, game made with the Unreal Engine, but you are in first-person view, right. and you play a gal that uh, basically runs around shooting monsters, uh, the creeps, as they come through the mazes that you build. Uh, in most other ways, it's like a tower defense game. There are rounds, uh, you have time between the rounds to purchase towers and set them up and build walls and kind of create mazes uh, for the creeps before they can get to the core, etc., um, but the, you know, the big wrinkle being it's in first person and you are basically a mobile tower. You're running around shooting. Uh, so you're backing up the towers as they go. Um, of course the only, uh, the only two flaws that the game really had that a lot of people criticized was that, uh, some of the levels could get very long. Uh, I'm talking like an hour and a half sometimes just to get through a level. Oh, well, um, it's like playing Dota. Yeah, so it was <laughs> it, it, like some of these levels could really just slog on. And, you know, if you're familiar with tower defense, a lot of that time is just you watching. You're just watching creeps go into tower mazes and get killed. So oh, yeah. that, that was kind of a criticism, um, and it was valid. Uh, the second one was that uh, beyond just unlocking the next level to progress in the loose campaign that was in the game, there was really nothing to kind of pull you forward. Um, I don't know how valid that criticism is. I, I always feel weird when, when people give that as a criticism of any game because I feel like, well, you're, you're playing a video game. I don't know why you're playing a video game if you need something to lead you through it. But, you know, how different people need different things, so that's fine. Um, but this... So the sequel came out today, and it was supposed to kind of fix everything. So the developers, Coffee Stain Studios, said, "Look, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make the levels smaller. They're gonna be more compact. It's gonna be a little more action-packed. Uh, the towers are not gonna be quite as powerful. So it'll be, you know, more dependent on you, uh, you know, acting as the tower or what have you. Uh, the but." So far, kind of disappointing. <laughs> uh, well, at this point, we're going to allow Vicky to bow out because she is not feeling very well. <laughs> no, and, I'm not. <laughs> uh, we will uh, all wish her well. And, Thank uh, you. And uh, hopefully she'll be back in action soon. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Sorry I couldn't stay the whole time, but oh. my voice is getting really bad. That's so okay. thank you for including me, and I'll see you guys soon, okay? All right, take care. Okay, good luck with the rest of the podcast. Bye, listeners. (laughs) Bye-bye. So you're back playing the first Sanctum. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm playing the first Sanctum. It's it's decent. It's good. It's workmanlike. I I actually have a little fun with it. Um, From what I'm hearing, though, the second one is uh, apparently changes the formula up uh, a lot. Really? I'm kind of curious about that. Like, I know that 
Uh, Tom and I both are really big fans of Orcs Must Die 2, which reminds me a lot of Sanctum. I've played both. Um, and I'm kind of curious as to what they switched up and what they, with what concerns they were trying to uh, exactly alleviate. Well, I'll, I'll say that I know uh, from developer comments that the levels now are limited to 10 towers total. That sounds awful. What are they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the first thing. And uh, uh, oddly, uh, and I didn't realize this, apparently Sanctum 2 is either available on consoles now or going to be available on consoles because uh, that was part of the reason that they made the level smaller and limited the towers. It looks like a simultaneous release for uh, 360 and PC. Yeah, I w- yeah, completely unaware of that. I thought, because uh, c- the first game wasn't even available on console. It only no. came out for PC, right? Right, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I... I remember getting it a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah, it, it didn't really strike me as a console-like game um, at all. I mean, you can you can get away with some stuff, but it's way too intense of a game for a console, at least the first one. Yeah, yeah, I, and I I enjoyed the first one for what it was. Um, so I'll be playing the second one. I'll, I'll probably be picking that as my game of the week next week. Preview. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I um I'm curious about it. I'm very curious about it. Um Yeah, did you play Orcs Must Die too? Oh, I loved Orcs Must Die oh, too. Oh yeah. That's Orcs a really Must good Die game. and Orcs Must Die too. Oh, love them. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, Dungeon Defenders, pretty good too. Pretty good. Yeah, I like Dungeon Defenders. I I I really like that formula of you know, the tower defense and and allowing you to get in there. And, and do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is certainly... A, it's weird, because the original Tower Defense games, of course, you're so uh, absolutely withdrawn from them, but it, it certainly adds that, that feeling of uh, anxiety uh, required to get you to actually go into full Twitch mode. Um, I know Orcs Must Die 2, for instance, uh, is, uh, is a very... Um, well, I get real spazzy when playing it. We'll put it that way. I completely, uh, it's like, oh God, you know, it's, uh, something bad's always going wrong. Um, yeah, no, uh, so Sanctum, so Sanctum 2 just came out and we're looking to, uh, yeah, so I'm going to spoiler alert us with that one. Um, all right, well, my game of the week is, uh, I'm not even sure when it came out, but, it's a mobile game known as Bad Piggies from the good folks at Rovio Entertainment that brought us uh, Angry Birds and Angry Birds again and again. Is uh, We finally take a look at the pig side, and uh, it's got some pretty cool uh, concepts in it. Unlike Angry Birds, where you pull back a giant slingshot and fire a bird uh, angrily, might I add, into a bunch of pigs. In this game, you're given a certain amount of space, a bunch of uh, pieces, and you build a like a, a vehicle for a pig to ride in to get to the different goals in the level. 
and much like Angry Birds, they're all very, very short, very bite-sized levels. Um, you can get one, two, or three stars on based on performance things. Like, you know, uh, there will be like a crate with a star in it that you can get a star for, or in crossing the finish line a certain amount of time will often give you a star. But the, uh, the, the basic concept is you build these machines to get your pig safely, or really not that safely, realistically, to the finish line. And uh, it, it's, it's a pretty cool concept. Uh, and it's, it's good to see them do something other than just the slingshot effect from Angry Birds. But uh, it's a very addictive, tons of levels. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into it more. So it's, it's more of a builder? Yeah, it, it's you start at like a finish or a starting point, and you have a certain amount of spaces and a certain amount of pieces of equipment, and you can build these cars that you you fit these pieces together. You put the the pig in the uh, I guess a, a cab like area that you create, and then you hit go, and their very bizarre physics engine takes over, and uh, and good times uh, good times roll. And Damn play. it! Now I'm going to have to wind up playing this thing. Yeah, I kind of avoided <laughs> it for a long time, and then I started looking at it, and I was like, man, that's some, uh, you get to build some pretty cool-looking stuff in that thing. Like, you get, like, rocket engines and stuff, and uh, you can build all sorts of terrible machines that don't really work that well, and uh, a harm, harm our poor little pigs. Man, Barovia <sighs> is so good at making cute little cartoon characters and then hurting them. Ah, you're killing me, Jason. I thought I thought this game was gonna suck. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of did too. But uh, it's a fascinating enough concept, I guess, to to warrant me uh, really, I guess, paying attention to it for a bit. Ah, I got I got sucked down so hard into the Angry Birds hole for a while, and I was so oh, happy yeah. to get out of it. Yeah, Angry Birds is a uh, god. What an addicting game. Um, I really liked the Star Wars one uh, as well. Uh, oh yeah. You know, just man, it's fun use of a license, but uh, that that's a company that uh, really knows what they're doing. Not Rovio. See, um, there was this uh, there was this weird meta multiplayer thing going around at work for a while, where y- you know everybody was playing Angry Birds, and you would you would just get people at random times holding up their phones and going, "Yeah, one <laughs> eight did it," <laughs> and then somebody else going, "Damn it." That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it certainly uh, managed to shoot through uh, quite a, a a number of players. I mean, they they made an ungodly amount of money uh, with that with that game. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I have to give them credit. It, it it is slick and it is well done. Right. Absolutely. Huh, you know, um, this is a little unusual for the Quarter to Three podcast, but we're going to cover news last. Ah, you see what I did there? I flipped it all around. Ooh, nice. So, Nick, why don't you give us your news of the week this week? Because there's actually been quite a few things show up. Uh, There's been quite a bit, and it's, uh, I think... Well, I'm going to go with a breaking piece of news, actually. 
So, uh, it looks like EA is killing their online pass program. Wow. I'm sure everybody that has an online pass feels really good about that. <laughs> I, I imagine anybody who actually ponied up the 10 bucks for it has, right. uh, has got to be feeling good. Man, that's funny because they're, that's their big deal. That's part of their uh, piracy protection and their screw you GameStop protection. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, uh, it's, it's so unexpected and kind of a stealth announcement because it's, they didn't actually say anything to anyone. Somebody actually asked them and then one of their PR guys just put it out. Yeah, we're discontinuing the online pass. Wow. (laughs) None of our new EA titles will include that feature. Uh, I almost feel apprehensive about what they're going to replace it with. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what what could be worse? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) because it's not like, you know, I mean, nothing personal. Uh, Was it Peter Moore? Is Peter Moore at EA now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's going to get upset if he listens to this podcast, which, uh, spoiler alert, he probably won't. But (laughs) if he does... Uh, yeah, Pete, you know, you guys don't have the best reputation. Might I remind you of your very, uh, very upset letter about becoming the worst company in America again. So, uh, you might want to, you might want to go into a little damage control here and try to do something good for the community, though we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Um, they challenge everything. But, yeah, I mean, you know, in a, it, I guess in a way you've you have to admire the the chutzpah oh, yes. that, they, <laughs> that they have for you know just trying all the different things that they do. Um, uh, obviously, it didn't work out very well for uh, Richatelio, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kind of shocked that they. It, and it's it's not just that, but it's, you know, the reason that this guy gives, and I'll read it to you, is many players didn't respond to the online pass format. We've listened to the feedback and decided to do away with it moving forward. Yeah, see, I just, I don't buy it. Yeah, but, it doesn't sound EA, does it? No, no, it really doesn't. I don't buy it. There's something back there lurking in the, <laughs> in the darkness. Behind, behind Peter Moore. Just waiting to jump out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, God knows what kind of horrors will be unleashed. Um, but yeah, so EA, trying to do something nice for the community. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, on face value, uh, yeah, it's a plus. Thumbs up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, uh, on my end, the news uh, that I have is Vivendi is looking to sell their stake in Activision Blizzard again. <sighs> so, yeah. Hey, if you guys have enough money, uh, anybody out there, if you want to get a piece of Activision Blizzard, there's your chance. Of course, it also looks like Activision slash Blizzard might want to do that themselves. So, you might have to get into a bidding war with uh, Bobby Kotick, but, you know. So I've always been curious, what does Vivendi do outside of own Activision Blizzard? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. 
Um, I guess they've avenged things. <laughs> <laughs> They're champions at vivending. Yes. Uh, yeah, they have a they have Universal Music Group, um, Canal Plus. They they just own stuff. That's one of those. They're a, what is it? The official term for them is a mass media media and telecommunication company. They're a mass media and telecom company, which means they just own a bunch of mass media and telecom companies. Did did, did they give any reason why they uh, they're looking to unload Activision Blizzard? I don't know. I mean, maybe some sort of speculation would be my guess. Um, they've tried to do it before, um, but nobody really. Nobody came up uh, with all that much interest in it. They, they, you know, they targeted Microsoft and a few of the other studios, and Time Warner, and just uh, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the price can't be cheap. Right. Yeah. No. They're, you know, and, and of course the whole they're on the downswing of of the whole World of Warcraft thing, which I mean, the it's like the the most luxurious downswing in the history of gaming. I mean, you know, uh, like, oh no, eight million people are you know playing now, but it's a, uh, but still a downswing nonetheless. And um, so yeah, it may be that they're just trying to get rid of them for that reason, or maybe they just uh, maybe they're just tired of Codex crap. <laughs> <laughs> that beautiful hair. Uh, <laughs> They're just, they're, they're, they're so weary of cashing the Call of Duty checks. Oh, God, they're awful. <laughs> Having to sign all those checks. It's like that Seinfeld where uh, Jerry gets a carpal tunnel from having to sign tons of uh, uh, royalty checks from a commercial he does in Japan. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's too much. Right, you know, uh, absolutely. Maybe they're, maybe they're afraid they're going to turn on them, too. I don't know how. But maybe Activision and Blizzard have something, you know, up their sleeves. Uh, they, they don't trust them. I think, I think Vivendi should put Activision and Blizzard in the axis of evil. Myself. Oh, that, I mean, yeah, the Vivendi <laughs> axis of evil. I mean, we all have one. I'm gonna put them right at six o'clock. Right, right. You know, high six. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, without Tom jibber jabbering all the time, uh, we've uh, we've pretty much covered our podcast. Nice. Hey, um, so you know what, folks? Tune in next week. Uh, we'll be back, and Tom will be back, and this will be fifteen hours long. So you might as well just take this week and you know build up all that strength. You know, drink some Gatorade. You know, eat a uh, you know do like a one of those egg egg in the blender kind of protein things, you know, run up some steps. And uh, we'll be back with the Marathon Quarter 3 podcast uh, next week. And uh, But for this week, I'm Jason McMaster. We've had Vicky uh, with us as well. She had to leave. And, uh, and Nick Diamond. And for all of us at Quarter to 3, uh, Keep watching the skies. Binary solo. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 one one. Zero 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 one one one. Zero 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 one 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 one. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 one one. Zero 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 one one one. Come on, Sakura, lick my battery.